Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Welcome, listeners. It is really an honor and a privilege for me to be with Sandra Ingerman today. Um, Sandra Ingerman, MA, is an award-winning author of 12 books, including Soul Retrieval, Medicine for the Earth, Walking in Light, and The Book of Ceremony. She is the presenter of eight audio programs produced by Sounds True. For 40 years, Sandra has been a world-renowned teacher of shamanism, teaching workshops internationally on shamanism and reversing environmental pollution using spiritual methods. Sandra is devoted to teaching people to work together as a global community to manifest positive change. She is passionate about helping people to reconnect with nature. Since the 1980s, thousands of people have healed from past and present traumas through the cross-cultural shamanic healing method called soul retrieval. Watkins Body Mind Spirit Magazine honored Sandra by including her on their 100 most spiritually influential people of 2020. Sandra is a licensed marriage and family therapist and professional mental health counselor and a board certified expert on traumatic stress. Sandra Ingerman, it is such an honor to have you with us today. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Bob. It's a real delight to talk with you today. Well, thank you. Um, I know that our listeners are probably familiar with you and the body of your work. Uh, in this first interview, uh, I'll ask you to take us with you on a journey through your life and what led you to this amazing path that you've been on and that brought you to the things that you've accomplished, which are, are really very significant. So if you don't mind, Sandra, please take us with you, with you on that journey. Yeah, well, I have to say it has been a most fascinating journey. Um, you know, in the time of the, the COVID, which we're in right now, we all have a lot of time for reflection. This is a big time of processing and um, finishing up a lot of unfinished issues from our past. And so this has been such a deep and rich time for me of going back and reflecting on my path and the different choices that I made and how the helping spirits actually throughout my entire life um, kept throwing down breadcrumbs <laughs> on the path. And sometimes I was able to follow them and I'm sure everybody can relate to this. Sometimes I just completely lost my way and the spirits stood back and, and watched me as I tried to gather myself back up and find my way back to the path again. So my path has not been an easy one, um, but it's been a rich one and, and a path that I'm very grateful for. 
I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn and I came out into this world and I was stunned. I mean, just as a child, I couldn't believe how beautiful the earth was. And people are always asking me today, because I teach a lot of courses on nature, how did you connect with nature in Brooklyn as a kid? And you know, we had trees outside and there were lawns and different, you know, apartment buildings that I lived in. I grew up right by Coney Island. Um, and so that was a joy for being a kid. But I had this fascination with nature, the moon and the stars. I loved to lie out at night and sing to the moon. And I would come home from school every day and I would sing to this one tree and the birds um, in it. And I just always had this um, deep connection with a, a world that was outside of what we ordinary think of, of life and what growing up in Brooklyn would be. I had many visitations by spirits. Um, I had um, many visitations by Jesus when I was a little kid. And I got hit by lightning when I was seven years old, which um, in classic shamanic cultures is a sign of an initiation into um, a deep spiritual path, uh, oftentimes leading one into the path of shamanism. And those initiations really never stopped for me. Um, I, I, I had a particular ability when I was a kid of being a really good listener. So people would actually stop me on the street as I was going to my father's store. My father had one of those little mom and pop stores in Brooklyn. And um, I would work in his store as a little kid and people would just come in to speak to me, which was um, always very interesting. I remember a Catholic nun used to come in once a week and say, tell me that I was a really special child and could she talk to me for a while? So um, when I became a, about 13 years old, I realized that I was getting depressed and I didn't understand why. And I reflected on it. I, I had the ability of um, self-reflection at that time. And I reflected on how people just kept talking to me about their lives and their problems and that I really didn't have the tools to be able to be able to carry that much pain. So, I became a seeker um, in life. And at that time, it was the 60s um, in New York. So the, the drug culture was very alive. And um, I definitely participated in everything that came my way in those times. And those led me, those experiences led me to amazing um, teachings by the spirits. Um, it was quite extraordinary. And then when I was um, around 21, 
I had another near-death experience where I drowned in the ocean in Mazatlan in Mexico and had CPR to be brought back to life. And that was a really, really deep and powerful um, near-death experience for me where I really went into an incredible state of oneness and light and bliss and joy and peace and heard songs and music in the universe that doesn't exist on this human realm. And my spiritual experiences just kept going on, more near-death experiences, more amazing um, experiences with the helping spirits coming to me in dreams and visions. And finally, in 1980, I was led to a workshop where I was literally just trying to get two easy units. And it was um, Michael Harner teaching a workshop um, on shamanic journeying. And I realized uh, after my first shamanic journey that this was something I'd been doing my whole entire life. And I just made even a deeper connection because um, I learned a way to have a disciplined um, path with the helping spirits instead of getting myself into trouble with near-death experiences to have my big lessons. And um, so I've had a life of where I've struggled with suicidal depression and many different illnesses from the life that I led, but they've all brought me to a place. Everything that happened in my life brought me to all the work that I've been able to do in the world and, and the help I've been able to give others and what I've been able to contribute to the healing of this planet and the healing of our souls. So what a beautiful story. Um, I, what I'm curious about that I was hoping we could just delve into for a couple of moments is to talk about the the nature of the the relationship that you had with these helping spirits on um, you know we, we'll probably get into more of it in the post shamanism time in your life when we go to interview number 2 but i'm especially curious about this these experiences that you had in childhood if you could tell us a little bit more about that yeah um uh, well, first of all, I, I really did see that trees spoke and that birds spoke to us and that everything was communicating with us all the time. You know, it wasn't something I thought about um, and it wasn't something my spiritual life as a child was quite private. I actually didn't share it with anybody, which was actually probably to my benefit because Nobody ended up interfering um, with me. But the lessons that all the spirits had to teach me always had to do with the power of love and to understand how much I was loved by the universe and to understand that we were here, that we came here 
to experience love and joy um, and connection and that that was the destiny of the human soul. So I actually remember sitting on my couch in Brooklyn and I've shared this story publicly um, innumerable times um, of, of just getting that we're here to understand love and to understand joy. And I remember sitting on the couch saying, I was gonna devote the rest of my life to bringing this message to people. And the path that I've been on, the shamanic path is not an easy one. And it definitely led me to a lot of suffering, but that's how I was shaped into who I am now. And um, it, it helps you go to the depths so that you can contribute um, from the highest place of consciousness that you can. So for me, my spiritual experiences were all about teaching me about um, love and the beauty of this earth and why we were here. Beautiful. Um so if you were to take that message and craft it in a way for a listener to hear, what would be, what would be the way to carry that into life? How, how, does, how does somebody take this, this teaching of the spirits, intention for us, for love and joy, and your ability to hear that and receive that? How, do, how does that translate into something actionable for a person listening? Well, <clears throat> I think that as I reflect on the path and as I reflect on my life, um, we, get, we get a little bit too rational about operationalizing certain uh, spiritual principles one of the things that I really teach about is that there's a difference between studying um, different shamanic methods and different spiritual methods uh, with living them. And so you can't learn methods how to live them. You really have to start just doing them and see how they change your life and staying present to your life and see how the spiritual information starts to move you. So I'm a little bit more into the feminine principle of it's who we become, not necessarily what we do that helps us contribute uh, to the world and to heal ourselves and to transform our own lives. So let's take what's happening on the planet right now. We didn't ask for this consciously. I do believe we asked for it unconsciously. I think um, we all knew inside of ourselves that we're not living a balanced life. We're not living a harmonious life. So our unconscious, our collective unconscious or the universe, however you like to think about things. For me, I really believe in that esoteric principle of as above, so below, as within, so without. 
so that everything that we're seeing in the outside world is a reflection of where we're at. And the collective just got so divisive and the collective just got so into hate that we manifested um, this illness that's really impacting every living human on the planet and it's bursting our hearts open. So every time we suffer, every time we experience a loss in life that expands our heart, we go through heartbreak and people are definitely experiencing an amazing amount of heartbreak right now. But if you reflect on heartbreak, what heartbreak does is it naturally expands our hearts. So um, I have tried to cut myself off from social media because I don't feel it's the most nurturing food that I can be giving my body right now. But I do stay in touch enough with social media to know where the world is at and where things are going. And people's hearts are opening. So it's happening without us doing anything. Um, our lives, our destiny, our path shapes us more than we have to go out and sculpt ourselves. It's more that life sculpts us by the lessons and the events that are brought to us. So I really work with the feminine path of um, staying present to what life has to bring. And then life shapes us out of, um, out of these events and how we respond and we become transformed and we just become different people. And you can see that happening right now. You can see a whole part of the population stepping into a new dimension of reality where we realize we have to be more loving towards ourselves. That's a new one um, that's coming up that we never heard being talked about before. And we have to be more loving and compassionate towards others and the planet. And of course, there are many people who are making a choice to step into um, much deeper places of division. And that's a choice that leads to a whole different dimension of reality. So it's really interesting if you really watch what's happening in the world, people are actually choosing right now what dimension of reality they wish to live in. Absolutely, that's perfect, Sandra. And, a, and a, I think a great spot for us to end our first interview. We have so many more things to discuss in our two upcoming interviews. So Sandra Ingerman, thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. Thank you, Bob. And thank you everyone for listening. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.